0: Hello, Believers, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and influencers with the courage, the confidence, and most of all, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. I'm Dr. Shantae, and to round out our wealth series, I have brought him back, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ash Cash, CEO of Ash Cash Enterprises. He is a financial motivator and wealth expert. And the last time I had him on the show, he had the highest rated show of this podcast. Welcome back, nice. Mr. Ash Cash.
1: Nice, nice. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Shantae. I appreciate you. Uh, had fun last time. Looking forward to uh, having some fun again.
0: Yes, indeed. So last time we got into your personal story, but this time we want to tap into your expertise because you are doing it way big, especially over there on the East Coast. He is on television. He and magazines, he's all over the place. And he's come back to share some of his expertise with us. And I want to go, especially into the mindset piece. That's the one thing that we have not talked about during this podcast wealth series and your book, mind, right, money, right. Talks about this in some, in quite a bit of detail. So tell us what is the the money mindset that's necessary for people to get their finances in order? Absolutely. I
1: think, you know, I think the mindset is what's most important. You know, a lot of times people kind of feel like, you know, it may be if they had more money, you know, they, they would have their finances would be better. Or, uh, you know, there's all these different reasons why we give uh, where, where we don't realize that the mindset is the most important thing. And as, as we think about mindset, uh, it's, you know, the mindset that, you know, how do we spend money? Uh, how do we view money? You know, how do we how do we look at what it takes to be financially free Um, and to sum up all of the different uh, laws and all of the different tips? um, It's really about changing your relationship with money. It simply comes down to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and changing your relationship with money simply means uh, that we were taught that we need to work hard for money, but it's the opposite. We need money to work hard for us. So we need to create a new relationship where money works for us. We don't work for money because if we work for money, we are not truly financially free because when you think about the things that can happen, you think about the things that we may want in life, right? I'm not one of those financial advisors that's going to say, well, you need to cut back on expenses because at the end of the day, you know, financial freedom means different things to different people. There might be someone who wants to live a modest life. And, and based on that, that's what financial freedom is to them. And they want to be able to, to live that modest life comfortably. But there's some people that want the, the mansion. There's some people that want the gated communities. There's some people that want the, the luxury car. And there's nothing wrong with it if you are doing what it takes in order to be able to afford it comfortably. That You're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. So in order to do that, in order to live the life that you want to live and live comfortably, you have to change your relationship with money. Have money work for you, opposed to you working for
0: it. Okay, listeners, I want you to know that if I had an organ, I'm over here playing my imaginary organ, because you know when the preacher then says something and you get that, "Mm," that's exactly what Ash just did right now. So changing the relationship with money, making sure that that money is working for you, Instead of you working hard for money, what are some of the ways that people can do that? Because I know that you have been on various shows and you've talked about, you know, building multiple streams of of revenue or even going that side hustlers route. What are some of the ways where people can make that shift?
1: Absolutely, I think um, you know this is the, the the greatest time to be alive for anybody who is looking to, to to be financially free. Because you know, maybe ten years ago, you know, this message wouldn't be prevalent. Fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, where in order to create that side hustle, in order to to make money, uh, you needed that brick and mortar. You had to have a physical presence. Uh, the great thing about you know the world that we live in right now is that you have access to every single person living on this on the planet, right? So it's not it, there is no real, real restriction. So it's really about, you know, finding something that you love to do, finding something that you're passionate about, uh, and then connecting with other people who are who are passionate about it as well or who need to learn it, right? So, you know, the, the, the learning community is, is, is big, right? When you think about, you know, experts, it doesn't have to be a personal finance expert. It doesn't have to be a business expert. If you are very good at doing tiny box braids, right, there might be somebody out there who says, you know what, I want to learn how to make tiny box raise or how, how to how to break tiny box braids. well that may be a niche for you if you are somebody uh, that is you know you you know how to whistle well and I'm and, you know and, and obviously I'm you know I'm, I'm using sort of these trivial examples but I'm doing right. that purposely because I don't want people to think you know I, I'm not talking granular I'm not saying that you know you have to go to school for five years you have to go to school for 10 years and then you can start making money on the side I'm saying today I'm saying like as you're listening to this right now there is something that right now that you're that, that you're very, very good at, that you're passionate about. And even if it's not even if it's not something that you're passionate about, but there's something that you know how to do very, very well that people will find value in um, so, so so taking an assessment of what your skills are what things are you good at and figuring out you know how to package that into a way to teach other people to make people interesting and, and that interested and whether that's a blog right you can, there's still money in blogging you can blog and find uh, advertisers to pay uh, you can create um, an online teaching series so you have you know teachablecom is a way Website. You have Udemy, which is a website. You can you know create your own you know educational portal using plugins on WordPress, uh, and you can create. A system that that you know you're teaching people things you can write a book you know that's still something that is that, that is very prevalent where if you write a book you know people you know you get residual income and you get side you know side money every time people buy the book you get residuals from that uh, audio is big so you can record an audio book a uh, video you know there's just so many different options out there Uh and, be, and again because you have access to people and that's all you really need you don't need a big budget you don't need uh, to do do things where it's going to be very expensive. Literally, you know, you can take your iPhone out, you know, put put an earpiece in, you know, record audio, record video, and tomorrow you can start selling and making uh, money on the side. And that's just a few examples. And these are, and I, and I want to give sort of like the low-hanging fruit, right? Because I could talk about real estate. I could talk about buying property, uh, you know, investment property, and then renting it out and getting income from that. I could talk about stocks and bonds um, and, and, you know, mutual funds. I could talk about all the other things that require money because those are all other ways to build wealth and create residual income for yourself as well. But I want to talk about the low-hanging fruit, the, the thing that you have that nobody else has, and that's you. That's your DNA. That's your brain. That's your ability. That's your talent. You have that right now today you don't have to wait and you can create a, a system where you are you know making money work for you opposed to you working for it
0: and I love everything that you've said and listeners here's what I want you to hone in on is that making money is not hard. It is an exchange of value. Think about the way that you spend money as a consumer. You know, you go out there and you purchase things that you find value in. And so don't make it more complicated than it has to be. I know people, you know, that will go to the dollar store, buy things at the dollar store, and then turn around and put them on eBay for three bucks, five bucks, Mm. just to, you know, and that's just that's just straight hustling you know what i'm saying so it doesn't have to be oh i have to be a, capital, a venture capitalist in order to tap into ways to, to, to get additional income, but it's ways of making that money work for you. And the beauty of what Ash said is that, yes, it does take some sweat equity to build the platform, you know, but that's just time. It takes time to build the course, you know, to build the curriculum. But once the curriculum is built, even if you are someone who does box braids, while you're braiding somebody else's hair, somebody is online buying your course. That's money mm. that's working for you. So you pretty much, you know, tripled your revenue just by putting that knowledge out there and making it available for people to find value in it. So I absolutely love that. Now, in terms of, of pitfalls, financial pitfalls, because you've worked with a lot of people and you've helped a lot of people, what are some of those common pitfalls that people find themselves in and all of a sudden their finances are out of control?
1: Um, you know, you know, not not to uh, beat a dead horse, um, but, but the biggest pitfall is Um, not changing that relationship, right, is um, people who are too reliant on their physical labor. Uh, They either have... you know, it, you know. There's a book that I'm reading called Business Brilliant, um, and the author talks about you know pay, paycheck paralysis, mm. um, and what that means is that you know people are you know comfortable, you know they make they're making enough money to make ends meet, um, so they have this paycheck paralysis. They don't want to do anything other uh, than receive this this paycheck, um, and and that's one of the biggest mistakes people can make because you know when you think about financial freedom, is you don't have control, if you don't have ownership in how you're making your money, uh, then you're not financially free. And, and and I'm talking about high income earners. I in, in fact, the more money you make, the more paralyzed you will be by the paycheck, so mm. if you know you're 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 more financially free making twenty thousand dollars a year than someone who is solely reliant on a two hundred thousand dollar a year check or a hundred thousand dollar a year check. So I think the first pitfall um, that that many people make uh, is is uh, you know creating that paycheck paralysis where um, they are comfortable you know um, making money uh, by not you know not investing in in, in things that they own that's going to make money for them. Um, the second thing that I would say too, is uh, not putting money away. You know, because it's important that um, we we use our jobs, we use any source of income that we get. Uh, we use it as our as our investor, as our funder um, for our dreams. For, for our emergency fund, right? So we want to be able uh, to to have a system that allows that when we make money, uh, we are a bill that we are paying ourselves first forever, Mm -hmm. right? That never stops, right? So we we pay ourselves first. And what that means is, you know, we're the first bill that we pay um, and we want to build up six to eight months of of, uh, um, expenses in an account as an emergency fund. But then after we've been able to to save six to eight months of expenses, we continue to save um, and that money is what we're going to use to... to 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 buy assets to to mm. um, you know fund you know some of the these uh, investments that, that are going to grow for us. Um, so if if I could choose two pitfalls, there's there's others. I could definitely give you others. Uh, but the main two I would say um, is 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 having that paycheck paralysis one, um, and then not putting any money away.
0: OK, so listeners, I'm going to be 100 percent transparent because for years I had a terrible relationship with money and, you know, math. I told you guys in the last episode we fell out in the ninth grade <laughs> over algebra and rise over run plot coordinates on the graph. But I am recently coming to find out the power of compound interest mm. because a lot of times, you know, so for those of you that are like, I'm trying to save that extra five hundred dollars. I'm trying to save that extra thousand dollars for an emergency fund. But if you think about the average savings account, it gives you what, maybe one, 2% back in interest on that savings. And so I'm starting to learn about the power of compound interest. And Ash, if you can break that down, like what is compound interest for dummies? And what are some tips that you can give people who are contemplating a savings account or something that's gonna give them a little bit more bang for their buck?
1: No, absolutely. So I think um, you know, compound interest is powerful, right? So, and, and it's simply uh, earning interest on top of your interest. So, so a quick example uh, is that if you are saving a thousand dollars, and I'll and I'll just say annually, right? If you're saving a thousand dollars and you're earning ten percent annually, um, then at the end of the year, uh, you have one thousand one hundred dollars. You earned a hundred dollars uh, in in uh, in interest income. Um, the following year, if you leave that interest in there and you don't take that interest out, um, you're actually going to earn one. That you're, you're going to earn ten uh, percent on that one thousand original uh, money that you put in. Plus, you're going to earn. You know, ten percent on that hundred dollars of interest. But now, think about it: if, if you're if you're constantly right, if, if you're constantly depositing money, uh, that interest is going to compound. You're going to earn more interest on your principal, which is the money that you put in. But then you're also going to earn interest on top of the other interest that you keep you keep earning. Um, so that is the difference that that's the difference between hundreds and thousands of dollars. Like if someone you know is is er, you know starts early enough um, and they are. Uh, putting money in an account and it's compounding the interest over years, uh, I'm talking the difference between, you know, someone, if you start 10 years later, if someone puts the same $2,000 a month uh, until they retire, if you start 10 years later, um, that's a difference of over $500,000 wow. uh, that someone is losing out on because that ten, in, the, in that 10 years, the interest that they would have earned, the compound they would have earned um, is that significant. So the power, um, you know, of, you know, compound interest is, is really, really important. Um, and to your second question of if someone is is contemplating uh, between, you know, a savings account or something else that's going to give them a bang for their buck, you know, for me, you know, I always advise anybody that I speak to um, that, you, you know, you want to you want to take care of first things first. So if you uh, do not have six to eight months of expenses in an account, um, you want to stick to that savings account because with that savings account, we want your money to be liquid, right? We want you to have uh, immediate access to it. Uh, if, if God forbid there's an emergency and you need access to the money, uh, you don't want to have to pay any fees to get it. You, you don't want to have to you know, go through any hoops to have to get, get your money. Um, so I think that when you first start off, you want to you want to have the six to eight months of, of you know of um, expenses in an account that can be significant depending on what your expenses it are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your expenses are high, there are some. You know some 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 higher fee or higher interest rate um, products uh, like like uh, you know you have treasury bonds you have you have things that um, are more secure they're not they're not like FDIC insured uh, but they're more secure that they that that are still that can still maintain liquidity um, so you might want to focus on that regardless of what you choose and so depending on what option you choose you definitely want to sit down with somebody get you know a, expert advice uh, make sure that for your particular Particular situation. So, this is general advice I'm giving, um, but everyone has, um, you know, a a best advice based on their particular situation. So, you do want to sit down with somebody, um, you know, a a professional um, who can give you expert advice. uh, But, regardless of what option that you choose, you want to make sure that it is automatic. And that, that that's another mindset thing, right? When you mm. think about uh, the mindset, you know, uh, if you have to control your savings, uh, nine times out of ten, you're not going to save. Nine times out of ten, you'll find reason. Your, mi- your mind is going to convince you uh, to reasons why you shouldn't be saving. So that's why you need to take the work out of it. You need to uh, pay yourself first automatically, whether it is, you know, a direct, direct uh, deposit, from, from your employer or, you know, if you're, uh, you know, not, if, if, if you're... Um an entrepreneur, and you work freelance. Maybe you do a monthly um, automatic. Maybe you say to yourself that at the minimum, I know for sure that I'm going to make X amount of money each month. Um, so I want to so so I want to put at least $200 in an account. So at the end of the month, automatically, my I'm going to tell my bank to send this money to to my savings. But uh, it's important that we set up we set up our systems. Whatever can be automatic from our fi- from a financial perspective, we set that up automatically. So that way, we don't have to think about it. Um, and that we could we could use our brain space um, on other things. On, for instance, on how to continue to build uh, products and services that can give us uh, additional uh, sources of income.
0: I love it. And you know, one of the things that the the overall point that that Ash is making, listeners, is that you have to have a wealth plan. You cannot you cannot aspire to be financially free and just do it all willy nilly. You have to tell your money where you want it to go. And so, you know, one of the things that I did is, and Ash is absolutely right. You know, I tried for years to do a savings account and he is a hundred percent. I found a reason why I needed to spend that money or take it out. And so I finally created a situation where, now I cannot access my money. So I chose the um, the product from Ally Bank. Ally is an online bank. They don't have any brick-and-mortar locations. And so that money goes automatically out of my check and... It takes days for me to access it. So if I want it, it's going to be going through some hoops to get it. I've also heard some good things about uh, Capital One 360, where, again, you can put it away from you and it's automatic so that you don't have ready access to it. Because if you have ready access to it, you will spend it and you have to train your mind not to miss it. Because if you don't do that, then chances are you're going to find yourself in that same pattern. Another thing that I love that Ash said is that you have to own the means by which you get your money. You know, you have to own the means of production. So right now, if you are working, your boss owns the means by which you get paid. But if you're an entrepreneur or a side hustler, that's the part that you own. You create the process by which you get paid. And that is the path, one of the paths to financial freedom. So the last thing that I want to ask you and this there's some great debate around this. And so, you know, just give your take on it because it's going to be different strokes for different folks. So typically people that are looking to get their finances in order, they are wrestling with three different sets of priorities. One of them is, you know, credit. They have credit card debt or student loan debt. Um, They have and need to report defaults on their credit and they need to repair their credit and then they have debt that they're trying to pay off and then their savings. So if you had to choose between, okay, do I repair my credit? Do I pay down these debts or do I do the savings account? Which of those do you think that people should prioritize to get their finances in order?
1: Uh, I'm going to absolutely unequivocally without a shadow of a doubt go with savings first. Mm. Um, and, and and so here is it's another it's another mindset thing right um, I rather and just think about this listeners for a second I rather uh, as my money is going in I rather tell myself that I am more important right, right. so if I decide if I have money coming in and I decide uh, to pay to pay down debt to fix my credit right that money that I've, that I've now used to fix my credit I, I may have access to that money again to do something with, but now I'm still asking someone else for help. I'm still asking the bank to lend me money, mm. which is going to put me back into that same cycle. Mm. Um, so, so I do think that credit is important. I've actually written a book "What the FICO, 12 Steps to Repairing <laughs> Credit, right? right so, right. I think credit is very, very important. Uh, but if I had the choice Between those three, I'm going to say that i I rather start saving money first, right? Because at the end of the day, money that I save, I still have access to. So if for one year I said, you know what? I have this debt. This debt is already outstanding. I already owe this money. It's already done its damage to my credit. So for one year, I'm going to save all. I'm not going to pay any debt. I'm going to save my money. And let's say, for instance, in that one year, you were able to save $10,000 $10,000 let's just say right mm-hmm. that $10,000 you did not give that to anybody that's $10,000 that you now have access to so if you wanted to go back and say you know what I want to pay some debt from that $10,000 you actually have more power to go with a lump sum and say hey debt debtor you know let let me negotiate a lower lower rate let me pay you this lump sum of $1,000 to get rid of this $3,000 debt or this $4,000 debt mm-hmm. opposed to if you called them in the beginning of the year and said, hey, I want to start paying you now, they're going to take that $3,000 debt and break it down into monthly payments. So you actually have more power. If you wanted to say, you know what, I have this $10,000 now, my credit has already been messed up, but now I have $10,000 that I have access to, I'm going to use that to start a business and the income I make from starting a business is what I'm going to pay the debt with. Mm. Right. So at the end of the day, the mindset has to always be, what is the best option for me to be financially free and, a, and financial freedom is about control how can you control your destiny again if you choose to pay down debt and yes you have the best credit but the only thing you could do with the credit is now borrow more money to try to make your dreams come true mm. opposed to having that money that you have already saving it and making your dreams come true that way where you don't really owe anybody anything um and, and 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 to be honest, you know, there's a statute of limitation on debt anyway. Right. So right. if you if your credit is already messed up and you owe people money, you know, five, six, seven years, depending on what state you're in, you know, that debt is gonna be obsolete anyway and, and, and the collectors they, they're not gonna be able to collect on it. Um so I always say bet on yourself. You you are you are the best investment that you can make. Um so so to that answer. I will always, without a shadow of a doubt, say savings. It is that if you have an option to do more than one, then my answer would be savings first and then, you know, you know, chip down on the debt. But if, that, if you have to choose between the three, by all means, pay yourself first, build that money that you can control and get to a space where you are creating things that you are in total control of. You don't have to ask anybody anything and that money is working for you.
0: Listeners, that is the gospel truth, the gospel according to Ash and even our other expert, uh, Tanya Rapley. She said the same thing. She said, hey, you could pay off all your debts and then you lose your job the next day. And what do you have? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing in the bank. And so and when he's talking about liquidity and, you know, those of you listening are like, what does he mean? Liquidity liquidity just simply means you have ready access to it, that if your furnace breaks down, if the, the muffler falls off your car, if you know the the kids have an unexpected something for school then you have money that you can tap into right then and there without thinking oh my gosh what am I going to do how am I going to get this money Um, and so I am 100% on on that train and the thing about it listeners is that when you don't have money when everything is tight and you live in paycheck to paycheck the anxiety that you get is the fear of not having enough when they survey baby boomers baby Boomers' number one fear is outliving their retirement savings. They're like, Oh, I don't want to run out of money. And so, if you're paying yourself, if you have trained yourself that you deserve to get paid, that you know you're not just working for visa and you're not just working for uh Naviant student loan and you're not just working for all of these other creditors, but that you're working for yourself and train yourself to pay yourself if you do what Ash says and you do have ten thousand dollars by the end of the year. Imagine that reduction of anxiety like, oh, wait a minute, I can breathe like I don't I'm not scrambling. I'm not robbing Peter to pay Paul. And I love exactly what you said about having the the negotiating power to go to a creditor and say, okay, can we negotiate this down and I can pay you a lump sum. And again, it's not going to make a dent in um in your savings account in terms of, okay, if I have to give a thousand dollars, I still have plenty of money left to play with.
1: Absolutely. And, and, to, and, and,
0: just to make another point,
1: um, to, to what you just said, you know, abundance begets abundance, right? Meaning mm. that this is, it's all, it's also another, um, you know, mindset play because at the end of the, at the end of the day, um, when you have money saved up, you feel good about Your financial situation, and you're able to attract more money, more opportunity. You know, there's there's this there's this thing called the 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 Maslow hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. which says that if you can't take care of the basics first, you can't free your mind to to take care of the other things, right? Mm -hmm. And so, building a business, uh, you know, uh, 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 these creative ideas, multiple streams of income, all of these things are are layer two and three of the Maslow hierarchy of needs. So if you can't take care of basics you're not going to have that space mentally great. to be able to effectively create these other sources of income effectively uh, attract opportunities to make more money so you have to take care of first things first and so by paying yourself first by the end of the year you're gonna feel awesome you're gonna feel great you're gonna say man i got ten thousand dollars i got fifteen thousand i got five thousand whatever as, as long as you have some money saved up That's going to release that anxiety. That's going to release that that fear and that and that anxiety. That fear is what's pushing other abundance, uh, you know, that's pushing it away from you. Uh, So from a from a psychological standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, you know, from a law of attraction standpoint, having money is going to attract more money to you.
0: You better preach it. And another thing, folks, I love what he said is that, you know, not only does it attract more money to you, but it also changes psychologically for you what you feel you have to put up with. Because when you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, and you know you desperately need this job, you know, people might be treating you any old kind of way on that job and you tolerate it because you know that you don't have any other options. But when you pay yourself first, you are creating options for yourself and you're like, you know what? I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to. I don't have to put up with this, you know. And fortunately, the economy has turned around. Unemployment is at an all time low. The chances of you being able to go out and transition to another job or float yourself for a month or two because you have some liquidity and some uh, money saved up. You can go ahead and transition to that job and it changes what you feel like you have to deal with because now you've paid yourself. I love it. So Ash, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you, how they can access your products and your services and reach out to you for their own financial wealth plan and money situation.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you can reach me uh, on my email uh, so first email me directly uh, and my email is info at Iamashcash.com um, you can visit my website which is I am Ash dot com, Uh and I'm very accessible on all social media platforms um, so that's Twitter that's Instagram that's Snapchat that's Facebook uh, and my handle is imashcash and I'm, I'm very responsive you know par- part of why I do this uh, is because you know God has been able to bless me uh with, with with wisdom, you know, beyond my years uh that that I've that I've been living uh, but bless me with wisdom bless me with, with many opportunities um, and the one thing I learned uh, is that in order in order to continue to, to be blessed you have to bless others right you, yes. you become a you you are a blessing to become a blessing to others um, so so definitely reach out and you know my, my books are available on amazon.com broad and uh, even on my website as well so definitely reach out uh, definitely you know pick up pick up some books and uh, let' let's definitely continue to, to build uh, build wealth build financial freedom. Let's live our lives the best way that we know we, or, or the best way we're supposed to live, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, we were not put on this earth to struggle. We were not put on this earth to, to live mediocre lives. We, we are awesome. Uh, and we're supposed to live out that awesomeness um, and, and these gifts that God is giving us. The only way that we show our appreciation for those gifts is by using those gifts by maximizing our full potential.
0: You you better preach it. The Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. And Ash is true to his. His word. Whenever I've reached out to him, he has been Johnny on the spot. He just dropped the clinic on y'all free of charge, and I know it's going to come back and bless you, brother. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do, Dr. Chante. Thank